I've had this uh, for 27 years that I've been doing this. There's one thing that I've always been able to say is, oh, we're about to enter change. And I can mm. say it for the next 27 or 50 years. Yeah, It is the common denominator. It's just what changes next? Mm -hmm. What changes next? We had a pandemic before. Now, you know, you've got a change in the market. You've got a change in, in interest rates. You've got a yep. change in the economy. You've got war. You've got, I mean, you name it. And for me, the whole thing has always been, it, it, it doesn't matter the change. It matters how we respond to it. It's time to get inside your own head. Begin with the psychology behind your behaviors and fuse it with an acute understanding of self-awareness, emotion, storytelling, body language, and more. Then look at it all through the lens of the latest neuroscience research, broken down to its most digestible form. And you've arrived. Enhanced messaging, deeper connection, heightened influence, and a greater impact on the world. Welcome to the neuro side of influence and leadership with Renee Rodriguez. Welcome everybody to the, today's podcast. And today I am doing it a little bit differently. I'm bringing on a live guest for actually the first time. And when I was thinking about who's gonna be my first guest, it actually the first person that came to mind was today's guest, Ryan Grams. And the reason is, to be quite frank, I wouldn't have any of this studio, this audio, or even would have been able to reinvent during the pandemic without him. And the journey that he and I have been through, through understanding the changes, reinvention, and putting to work a lot of the principles that I think we're, we're dealing with in Amplify, it wouldn't have happened without him. And so I think, one, this isn't anything other than a, than a conversation with the person that I look to for when it comes to understanding this new transition, this new world, and how do we create video, audio, and show up in today's world. So I'm going to bring Ryan on stage. Ryan, good to have you, man. Thanks for having me, man. This is, this is exciting. It's like coming full circle, dude. This is great. Yeah. No, this is fantastic. And I want to, I want to get right into it. I mean, let's just, let's get right to the reality of the fact that, I mean, you and I met a long time ago when it came to creating my first speaker reel. And I yeah. remember giving you a lot of really old footage and i said yeah. can you can you turn this garbage into something and it, it was my first reel i mean i think we spent you know, seven or eight days literally working on it and yeah. sort of as the the world changed you you've always been an incredible videographer one of the smartest humans i know in general knowledge and then also one of the most innovative technologists that i know and so yeah. when this whole pandemic hit you know both you and i i saw 100 events go away and I called you and you're like, yeah, my clients aren't wanting to do video anymore. <laughs> and I, I looked to you and I said, well, I said, this is the best opportunity that either of us have run into. And <laughs> you gave me that look of, <laughs> okay, why? <laughs> and the reality was, is that none, nobody was ready. And you were used to yeah. working with people that were talent. These were the people yeah. that were the on-screen actors and people that were used to it. And they didn't have any business. And now the talent became People like me, entrepreneurs, business professionals, CEOs, executives, people that were now thrust onto camera that were really now didn't know how to do it. And so I told you that this is the opportunity we have to teach people how to do it. So let's, let's, I mean, let's begin there with, you know, just give, you know, 30 seconds of your background, only 30 seconds, because I want to get into it. And then I want to get into sort of that conversation and what you went through, because it was a real reinvention for both of us. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, right when when we first met, yeah, I was more of a shooter editor, 
uh, working on uh, a lot of kind of solo projects. But it's interesting between then and now, you've watched me go from just a solo guy going to a, a more of a producer role where I'm putting together larger projects and having a bunch of people. And since then, I've done projects for UPS and Ferrari and uh, some other big brands. I was on in Austin with 80 people, an 80-person crew. We th uh, threw the after party for the Eagles when they were here in Minneapolis a couple of years ago, a few years ago, 2018 now. So I've had a lot of different things happen. And, and then, uh, yeah, like I said, since the pandemic hit now, my specialty is helping people get their content creation studios built up, whether it's a small one, big one, whatever it might be, and then helping as a consultant in a lot of ways with some of the technical stuff, especially as it relates to the video and audio stuff. And I still serve as a executive producer here at my production company up top as well, creating content. And so here you were down this path of doing the typical filming video yeah. stuff. And we come along and say, now we got to teach people that have zero experience <laughs> how to show up on camera and then even how to create their own studio and, and yeah. literally having to reinvent how they see themselves. And so talk to me about that first initial conversation we had. Boy, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun because yeah, yeah, Renee knows I'm such a nerd with all this stuff, and so he's always collected a few small cameras and lenses and whatnot for especially for some of your speeches that you're doing at different places. You want to be able to set up a camera and and get a capture some of the stuff, especially since you never had any good stuff for your reel back in the day. So I knew that he had some cameras, and Renee was like, "Hey, can I make this camera work?" in zoom i'm like what are you talking about man no no you can't and uh but you're like no 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 is there a way i'm like okay let me look into it and then i just nerded out for like a, a 18 a hours day. 18 hours yep and i i was like oh i figured it out renee like and so we hopped on zoom and i had this camera working you know and uh that was the, that was the start just kind of taking a lot of tools and that's always what i've been doing is, is seeing how can i make this do something else and they're still surprisingly two years later, like Canon doesn't have like a really, really plug and play solution. That's a camera mm -hmm. that you can just plug in. You still need some software, some adapters, and it's, it's still kind of clunky. And so I've and think, built a business around that. <laughs> and I think that's what's interesting is that, you know, this this world did not wasn't yeah. ready for these changes. Yeah. And I think everybody listening here, we're entering even more changes. And, and, and here's the thing. I've had this uh, for 27 years that I've been doing this. There's one thing that I've always been able to say is, oh, we're about to enter change. And I can mm. say it for the next 27 or 50 years. Yeah. It is the common denominator. And it's just what changes next. Mm -hmm. What changes next? We had a pandemic before. Now, you know, you've got a change in the market. You've got a change in, in interest rates. You've got a yep. change in the economy. You've got war. You've got, I mean, you name it. And for me, the whole thing has always been, it, it, it doesn't matter the change. It matters how we respond to it. And how do we understand mm -hmm. the human condition during it? And so, totally. I go, yeah. And so I go back to that and say, okay, all right. So we created this and, and we started seeing an opportunity to say, okay, people don't know how to show up. Even the basics, they don't know where to put their heads. They don't know how to put their hands. They don't even understand. And you came up with still to this day, something I've used every day, the acronym that I think has changed all of us, which is call C A L L. Yeah. And so tell us about call call. Yeah. I remember we're talking about going, I think live with Dave Savage and I, we were like, okay, I needed something to, to be able to simply explain this thing. And I was sitting with my wife and we came up with call camera, audio, lighting, and location. Those are the four letters. And yeah, those are the things that we got to think, be thinking about in these virtual interactions. And now in content creation as well, getting your camera in the right place, you know, whether it's, uh, the height of it as well as the quality of it 
got to make sure you have good audio. Got to have the mic again in the right place. It's important not to, you, you had like a really great mic, but you were pointing it the wrong direction. You know, you had it like this, like, yeah, no, look, I, look at this mic. It sounds great. Doesn't like, no, Renee, you're, you got to point it over here. <laughs> you know? It's like little Oops. things like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's audio. And then lighting, of course, being able to have a soft light, you know, so here's my light. If I can kind of cover that a little bit, it's a large source. Same thing. I mean, Renee's got a really awesome light. That's giving you us it's making your appearance look better and again where you position that is also very important and the last one location that's what's in your shot remember we were talking about in pulp fiction right <laughs> when she draws that little box and i think we wound up putting that in your reel and uh that's so true right you, you always talk about what's in the frame and right now you and i both we have our friends and i made little adjustments to my background to get my little wally robot because i knew it was going to be cropped off he's usually off to the side you know so i wanted to see that yeah, your yeah, books, just, they're out of frame, my, man. My books are even out of frame. It's just like, it's, <laughs> yeah. it, it's like never ending. And I think that for me, you know, rethinking me thinking that camera was number one. In mm. that. And so you spend all this money on a camera and then you turn it on and you realize you look like shit. I'm like, <laughs> okay, so like, okay, so the camera sucks. No, because I've watched you use a lesser camera and make things look like it's, a, it's, it's the best movie you've ever seen. And so you realize, okay, so what is it? You said, Renee, it's the lighting. Yeah. You can have a mediocre camera, even a webcam with the proper lighting. Yeah. And you yeah. look great. And yeah. then the big aha to me was that if I could choose any of them, it'd just be audio. The best. Oh, audio absolutely. Possible. And I yeah. think when we created that first video to kind of show people the, uh, the ins and outs, and I'll, I'll put a link in the, in the description here of sort of the, the, the first studio. I think it's fun for people to watch that first studio build up of when we take one piece away and we build it back up of how you really see the difference between professional lighting and maybe washed out lighting or natural light. And, and, you know, I remember you coming over to the studio and I had 10 windows in my, not studio, my office. Yeah. And I was so happy with my windows and you convinced me to black them all out. And I had such a hard time with it. And this is what I want to talk about though, because if you're listening to this, the, the hybrid world, it's not a virtual world anymore, but it's hybrid. And people have got a taste of being able to have a meeting with somebody they can see their face and it didn't have to drive or fly somewhere. That's mm -hmm. not going to replace everything, but it is going to happen a lot more often and it does make things more efficient. And so if you really think about it, like I had to rethink my studio, excuse me, I, that's sorry. It's listen to me saying it because I've adopted it. You told me your desk is no longer your desk. It's your set, it's your stage. And that mentality, it is a paradigm shift. I mean, it really yeah. is a paradigm shift where I had to go, okay, because I work at my desk and number one is comfort and utility and access to files, my computer, all that. And I had to rethink going, hold on, I like to look at the window this way, but the lighting looked like heck, like, like heck, like shit. I'm gonna swear, I'm sorry. <laughs> it looked horrible. And so like, but if I twisted it this way, there's a shift in behavior, behavior change. And of course we resist it. Now all of a sudden I look better and oh, black out the lights. Well, I didn't want to, but black out the lights. Now I can control lighting for all day long. And we were doing stuff from morning till night. Sometimes I'm doing things in mm -hmm. Singapore that have to start at seven, eight, nine o'clock at night or mm -hmm. six in the morning. And so yeah. when I looked at that element, the behavior change that all of us are going through. And I think the big thing I want to, I want to talk about, and I want you to kind of expand on this is 
moving from a mindset of my desk is my desk to my desk is now my set and my stage. Talk to us about that. Oh man. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a big shift. A lot of people ask this question, Hey, is my room going to work? I'm like, well, honestly, like I'm my office used to be my closet <laughs> at my studio here. So I've got a great big room over there where I used to build up my first studio, but it's a shared space as in all my employees are over there all working. And suddenly I was doing zoom calls all day, every day. And everybody had to be quiet, you know, while Ryan's on the call. And so <laughs> that wasn't going to work. So we took our old gear room and I don't know, it's maybe eight feet wide right here, you know, the wall behind me. And so taking a space that is uh, not even this, in this case, really an office at all, you can make anything work because that's, that's the magic of you know, video and, and whatnot. You can, it's, it's all about just kind of painting this picture where you place things and, and get the lighting in a good spot. So yeah, that, but that's the thing. You gotta potentially make some compromises, some changes to the layout of your room. Think about the windows. In your case, yeah, because we needed a reliable look. We needed to always look the same. Even in your new studio, there you've got this great window with this great view, and we're like, ah, we're gonna have to black it out, so it doesn't mm. exist anymore, unfortunately. Yeah, my right behind me, that blue is actually a window <laughs> overlooking a yeah. pond. It's gorgeous. Pond. Yeah. yeah. But because you need to be recording a podcast or be on a call and it has to always look the same, that's why we have controlled lighting. A lot of my clients have windows and that's great because they're only doing Zoom calls, but I'm always asking. So, you know, are you going to be using this after dark, you know, or early in the morning? Because we'll need to make sure we can compensate for that. But because they don't need the same exact look all the time, we can make that work. But for people that need to have a reliable, consistent studio, that's where it's important to and you have know control. the thing that I, I tell people that if you're making a mistake thinking this is about vanity, it has nothing to do with vanity. You know, do it does it look better? Yeah, you look better, but it has everything to do with the problem that Zoom ran into. And I want to talk about that for a minute because because this is all I want to put this in a business context. These Absolutely. solutions that the the challenge with Zoom and people are talking about Zoom fatigue and what's happening in the world and most people were kind of you know just saying I'm just going to cross my arms and wait until this goes with this over. It's not, what, it's not what's going to happen. The problem people didn't like Zoom and weren't good at it is because of the concept of disassociation. I got that from a Harvard article way back in the beginning, and I started mm -hmm. looking at disassociation in conversations. Of course, there's disassociative behavior. There's disassociation in, you know, in serial killers. But what did it mean in Zoom? And it meant that if, like, I always use the example of if I'm in, if I'm in the you know, Thanksgiving dinner and we're all having dinner at the table, inevitably there's a TV on in the other room. People are watching a game. There's just something. There's a movie on. And so you can hear the movie in the other room. Or maybe you look over and you see it to your left. And you see that there's characters. You know that there's something going on. And there's some plot or a story or a game. But you can't fully see it, hear it real well. So you disassociate from it. And you pay attention to what's in front of you. That's a job of the reticular activating system. The RAS. And I, I talk about it in my book in detail. About how that RAS is determining where do I pay attention. It's like when you buy a car and you think that nobody's driving the same car and you drive off the lot, everybody and I was driving it. <laughs> yeah. It's about how we pay attention. And so the only, so the biggest solution to get away from disassociation is to replicate as close as possible the in-person experience. And that's where we started getting into like camera placement. Like why do some people, like you, you had the one video, you said, nobody wants to see up your nose. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> and, you know, we used to draw Google on people's faces that, you know, we'd use you know, if we can see your nostrils, we draw the G-O-O, -O, when the O-O -O would be your nostrils and G-L-E, just to show them, like, like that's how you show up for your customers. Mm -hmm. And 
So when you started replicating the in-person experience, now all of a sudden it's harder to pay to to disassociate. I could see your face. The lighting was good. I see the facial expressions in your eyes. I the camera is eye to eye versus me thinking I'm standing over you or below you. And I can hear you, right? The audio pierces the screen and now it feels like I'm next to you. Even if I'm not paying attention, I say, hey, what's going on? I would say, like, oh, it wakes you up. And so talk yeah. about, you know, because you you had to do that. You're trying to replicate an in-person experience when you're creating film. How does that work in Zoom and, and all these virtual meetings? Yeah, well, obviously in the middle of the pandemic, we were all completely starved of real human interaction, right? And it's just like you said, we're, used to speaking to people in person and so we started looking at how could we actually as close as possible replicate this and obviously things like yeah the, having a good microphone that's close to you so you can hear you that's the number one thing and then when you start looking at camera it's like okay we got a great camera but now my screen's over here my camera's yeah. up there and i'm looking down here and it's like okay well you know how do we how do we get that closer and we started exploring with some different options and what we landed on was using a teleprompter which most yeah. people know right from like anchorman right and and seeing like the words on the screen so you can read well just and, even the teleprompter if i could just yeah. interrupt you like i only thought a teleprompter was only for words yeah That's all it teleprompter it's gonna prompt you what to say television prompter and you're like no dude it's a screen you can put <laughs> anything you want on it i'm like wait what? Uh, what what does that mean and then you put the zoom call on there and i'm like wait a minute there's a camera on the other end of your, on the other end of what I'm seeing or on the other side of your face. So I'm looking through you the same way I would in an inhuman experience. But now I can see the camera sees me. I see you. But the value to me was I didn't miss facial cues mm -hmm. and they didn't have to miss mine. And so yeah. now I could see when they were interested, when they were engaged, disengaged. I can see if they were paying attention, not paying attention, if they were text messaging. I can see all of it. I mean, that yeah. was ingenious. Yeah, no, it's great. Even like this conversation that we're having right now, I love it. We're both using our setup so I can actually, I'm looking at you, looking at your eyes, you're looking at me, looking at my eyes, and so that we can have eye contact and yeah, work on those facial cues. Even just now, I, I saw you go, like you're going to say something, you know, I was like, okay, great, L let them say something, you know, so that, that all those little things we're used to as human beings, you know, we mm. need that. And so it was really important to try to solve that. And so we found a small little teleprompter. It's got a little nine inch screen. And you know, how do we make that work in your Zoom calls and setting all that up was is a big part of what we've been doing over the last couple of years. And if relationships, so I tell people, if relationships and trust is important in your business, then trust and relationships are built on these little nuances through facial expressions and social mm -hmm. cues. It's the passing the ball back and forth. Like you said, I think it's a great example. Like you saw my mouth open like I was gonna Say something. That's a cue of yeah, yeah. make room for the next person. Pass the ball back to Renee, right? And we've all been there where people, you know, if you're playing a sport and somebody dribbles with their 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 you know eyes to the floor watching the ball, there could be people under the basket waiting for the pass, and you're like, dude, pass the ball. Same mm -hmm. is true in meetings mm -hmm. where people talk too much. And so I love that. And so going back to the in-person experience, I think the other part that really was profound to me was the eye level of the oh, camera. Gosh. Yeah, you were talking about that earlier, right? The perspective. So my experience in film and video, right, is we're always, it's the perspective of the camera. How zoomed in, how zoomed out are we? Where are we placing it? Is it a bird's eye view angle? Is it a, a worm's eye view angle? Is it right eye level? And generally speaking, obviously, we're all different heights. So in, in real life, 
yeah, maybe when I get on a call with you, Renee, I should raise my camera up because I'm always looking up at you because you're so tall and I'm so short. But generally speaking, right, we're at eye level. We're all kind of on average looking at this same height. Mm. And so if your camera isn't at that height, right, then then you're giving your audience a different perspective. And mm. that different perspective says something. If you yes. If your camera generally, like on a laptop, you got the little webcam, right? Your screen is on your desk. You're looking down. And your camera's really low and you're and i had some there's some laptops can believe it or not the webcam is above the keyboard it's on the bottom of the screen and you so see dull. these giant towering fingers as they're typing it's like what on earth is happening here and 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 they're just towering over the you know and you're like oh my god so that's that's where the height of the camera comes in uh, yeah we have another video that talks about just place put if you have a, if you're using a, a laptop put your laptop on a shoebox raise it up a little bit so that you can get closer. And even if, and you don't have to have a teleprompter to get close to eye contact, take your zoom window, if you're using like a laptop webcam and just make sure it's always up at the top, right near your camera, as close as you can be. So, you, so you're getting closer to that thing. And then you can look at your camera, you can look at the camera and then yeah, go between your camera and your screen to because you do wanna read those cues, but you wanna give your audience as much as you can. What I tell people is you wanna give your audience the benefit of that eye contact as often as you can, even if you have to occasionally look down to look at them, you know, always be going back. It's a, it's, it's yeah. a little bit of a dance. It's not as good as a teleprompter, but what would Dan, but eye contact is a dance. I mean, we talk yeah, about the body yeah. language. There is a dance. I look at you to make sure you're looking at me. Then I think off and I come back to you, you're staring at me to show you're interested. I come back to you to see if you're looking and then you talk and then you look away and I'm looking at you to show you that I'm interested. There is the, they call it the, the dance of eye contact when real communication. Because if we just stare at each other with no movement and there's just constant, so you just moved away, right? <laughs> yeah. You look down to laugh, right? Because it, it breaks the awkward tension of too much eye yeah. contact. And so totally. the, you know, even what I'll do is if I'm, let's say if I'm reading notes that are maybe off camera a little bit, I'll deceive by thinking if they're upright, I'll look left for a little bit to think and I'll come back and then maybe I'll look down. Yeah, I'll come back. And then, then I can look to my right and then there. So I'm, I'm not looking at the same spot every time. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that makes it more natural. And the other piece too, is I tell people if you're off camera or you're looking down, this is sort of a, a even in-person thing. Can you look at the floor? Yes, you can. As long as you don't talk to the floor. If you notice, even I paused to look at the floor and then I came up to talk to you. And I think that's yeah. the big piece look off camera yeah. and then come back and then stalk. And so those are, those are little elements of how to use that environment. But I think that that people don't really put as much, don't realize the importance of the the level of the oh, pieces. So gosh. now, look, audio, mm. that was the big one because here's the, the thing, that when you taught me that audio, every microphone is different, right? Mm -hmm. And every microphone has a sweet spot. It's almost like this bubble that you have to speak into. Like for example, I'll move my mic a little bit as I'm testing one, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, testing one back, I'm in the bubble. Yeah, and yeah. It makes a huge difference, and if you don't understand difference. where that mic is, it changes everything. And you, 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 I mean, how embarrassing! I was talking backwards into the mic. It looked great on camera, but it <laughs> eh, didn't not if you know if that you're using it wrong, right? If somebody who understands a mic where sees that, it's like, well, <laughs> you know, like no, you're not, you're using it wrong. <laughs> yeah, and I think that well, that's the pieces that you know, reality. Most of us listening don't understand that. Yeah, and yeah. I think we go back to what's the purpose of the mic? I mean, I can tell my meetings. I'm like, hey, are you, how's your mic? They go, it's great. I go, is it on? Yeah, have <laughs> it once. And you hear, and you know that it's not even on because they sound like they're in a tin oh can. God. I'm like, 
but it's the, again, I want to go back and stress the business side of this. This is about creating better human connections with the cards that we were dealt. Is anything going to replace in person? No, of course not. No, we're not trying to. And and, and I'm not, there's no way to do that. But if you're going to limit me and not allow me to see, or if you're going to give me the opportunity to have some of my meetings, instead of a phone call to this, Mm -hmm. I'll take this. Mm -hmm. I mean, who does phone calls anymore? I mean, literally. Right. Yeah. If I'm driving, yeah. But if I'm in, in my meeting, I'd much rather see you so I can at least see your facial expressions. I can see what's going on and we can connect. And in if I can make slight enhancements to that, now all of a sudden, everything becomes better. And so mm-hmm. now, location. You you spent a lot of time in helping me sort of redesign the location. Can I go back got... to one little thing on audio oh, real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so... let's do that. In audio, you were just talking about, you know, people that, oh yeah, my mic's great. Are you using it? You know, and they don't know that they're not using it. Most applications, especially I know in Zoom, there's a little test audio button under your settings. And I tell everybody I meet, before you hop on any call, I do, I still do this. Before I hop on any call, my habit is I go into my audio settings and I hit the little test audio button. And I say, check, check, one, two, and then it'll play it back. Check, check, one, two. And you can tap your mic if you want to make sure that I know what I sound like to my audience because it's still, you know, like you're using a computer, there's a microphone built into your laptop. There's all these other ones. So you got to make sure you're using the right microphone. Your settings are good. And even if your settings are right, sometimes it still sounds wrong. There might be a bug or something happening. So if it doesn't sound right, then I'll quit it. I'll restart if I have to, and I'll do it again. I mean, how many videos videos do we have of us going, how's this sound? And how about this? (laughs) How's this? If I'm this far away, how's that sound? I mean, I literally, I think I have four or 500 video, videos and audios yeah. of us going, okay, testing one, how's the sound? And if you don't do that, you don't even know what's going on. I mean, even every podcast, I do a five second recording to make sure it's recording. Yeah. Because I made one yeah. mistake of doing a podcast and it didn't record. Oh my God. <laughs> I remember when you called me. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, dude, oh. you gotta test it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that that happened, but come on, man. <laughs> Basic 101 rookie stuff. I mean, and, yeah. but you have to, if you're not making those kinds of mistakes though, you're not even in the game. Oh, absolutely. And I remember Joel, you know, and we've done this and amplify recording amplify came to me halfway through and he had this look in his eyes and I'm like, what happened? He goes, I plugged the cord into the wrong thing and we didn't get audio i'm like we missed that transformation that we just had and and he looked at me and i said okay high five good job for catching it halfway through instead of the end of the course we still got a day and a half mm-hmm. does it burn i said and he's like he just nodded his head and i'm like good that means you'll never do it again don't worry ryan's done it i've done it everybody i've worked with done it I have it's done all good it, yeah. man and yeah. it just means you're in the game you got to make those mistakes one thing, one other little tip there, very related, it seems like an idiot proof kind of thing. How could this happen is in the industry, we call it double punching. That's when you hit record twice, Oops. you double punch the record button. So you think you're rolling. And then I, I've done this more recently than I'd like to admit where you're looking back at your footage and everything is terrible. Like what the heck happened? Why? Because it's, we're, we're rolling when we're, we think we're stopped. So we're just carrying the camera around and then you hit record again. And now you stopped. But you, you want to be, you think you're shooting what you're supposed yeah. to be doing. So even in content creation, whatever you're doing, you know, you could still accidentally double punch. So I always, as a habit now, I look over at the red record button. Am I actually rolling? Yes. You got, I got to have that confirmation that it's going. Yeah. It's funny. Like I, I do it with my camera all the time where I've, like my phone camera, 
It's mm. you, you you put you know you hit you double. I guess I didn't know there's a thing. You double punch and all of a sudden you're you're holding it in your hand, getting your thigh, yeah. and listening to you know <laughs> conversation that, that you know. And then you the part you wanted to record, what didn't record. But I think the the you know when you created our studio here, and you I don't know how much you spend on these stupid light bulbs. One, two, three, four, five light bulbs. That, tally lights, yeah. Tally lights, and I'm like, why? He goes, well, it lights up red when it's on, and I'm like, I don't really need that. And you go, when you're in the studio and you're wondering which camera's on and which one's recording, do you want to actually dissect and take a look and pull it? Or do you want to just see a red light? And I'm like, okay. I love the feedback loop of the tally lights now. Just having those feedback loops is critical. But I want to go back to the business side of this, yeah. right? Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. you know, I if you're listening to this, we're talking about Zoom, we're talking about all that sort of stuff. But this, it can be argued that in today's social media world that a lot of this stuff doesn't matter right you're going to hear people just hit record and get started and i agree for a while <laughs> and here's what i mean that you've got the the challenge that i'm seeing is that people are now starting to get the quote-unquote best practices and when everybody's starting to use it we've lost uniqueness we've lost mm -hmm. creativity we've lost something that truly stands out and so think i think about it as a journey right if you're you know let's say you're martial art you're a white belt at least get on the mat you're not going to be good at it right you're going to get tapped out you're going to get you're going to lose but you're on the mat and you're better than the person in the stance totally <laughs> right? yeah you've got a little more experience and that might be you know you're just using your phone or a horrible audio and all those types of things then you go out and you kind of progress and you, you start building one piece of this at a time mm -hmm. and you you actually have a, a startup one that you don't even charge for. He's like, this is, I did the work for you guys. Here's 150, 250 bucks. Here are the links on Amazon. I think it's call upgrade slash amplify. I believe that's what it is. And you can get all the basic pieces for super cheap. That's a good starter kit. And I think if you're listening to this, I'll put the link in here so you can at least connect with Ryan and get that starter kit for you. And it's not purchased through Ryan. So this isn't a sales pitch. This is literally, you just, these are the links, get them from Amazon. He did the work and, but those of that want to upgrade, there's a million things and I would urge you to, to follow call upgrade and follow Ryan Grahams and watch what he's doing. And I think the funnest part of it all though, and this is where I kind of want to start, you know, doing the last segment on is how you and I have had to go through the same changes that our listeners are going through. Yeah. Here we are, we created 10, $20,000 videos that are cinematic masterclass quality. The stage can be a scary place, right? All those videos <laughs> that were just amazing and that literally helped sell millions of dollars. And yet when you put them on social, no one watches them. I mean, our AmpCon video that cost over 10 grand, I got 24 likes <laughs> and, you know, going through all that stuff, it was like brutal. And you and I are purists in a lot of ways and you know, the frustration around, well, people should be watching this stuff. They just want simple sugar content and they don't want anything deep, blah, blah, blah. I sound like my parents. And when the reality was we needed to grow and continue to grow as well, as much as we were mm -hmm. pushing people to grow in the social media world, we needed to grow. So I'm watching you even starting to adopt, you know, the concepts of the hook and the videos that, you know, short form and starting right away with the content and all of this sort of stuff. But before we get into the solutions, because I, I, I want to kind of touch on what where we've got a lot of this from, but yeah, your journey in rethinking, even letting go of your purist mentality on certain ways to really adapt to the new way 
that social is. And now this isn't the only way. This is a new piece of the puzzle. And I want to talk about that. But tell me about your journey through that. Boy, yeah. I mean, I've been in my current and previous life as a video producer, you know, creating content that even when we spoke about the first video I did for you was a speaker reel, right? A form of advertising, something that you could email to somebody or play at an event or whatever it might be to talk, to promote, hey, hire this guy to come give your presentation, whatever it might be. That's that's my world. I create advertising. I create marketing material. I create, you know, content, video content, as well as I create uh, like short film content and feature film content. I've worked on a bunch of stuff and it's a different medium. Really, right? You know, versus what we're talking about now, like new TikTok and and Instagram Reels, some of these other mediums that are basically the, that old traditional content doesn't work on those platforms. You put it up there, yeah, you'll get your mom and a few other people to to like it and click on it or whatever it might be, but it's not going to be. It's not going to get that same kind of organic uh, views using like the AI algorithm because it's not really easy to swallow it doesn't have it people don't know the context of what it is and they don't care they don't care right. they don't care yeah. they don't know who you are they don't care they, you got to give them a reason to care and so when you have a captive audience that's a little bit different if you're playing a movie trailer or if if, if people are into if you have a big following yeah they they might want to watch and that's video. that right there is the first fork in the road that i had mm -hmm. to learn this i got this from good friend neil neil dingra follow him yeah. at, at neil home oh, so good neil home yeah and when he's like, it's, it, do they know you or do they not know you? Like, that was one question. Like, <laughs> yeah. Are you known or not known? And I was like, well, I'm like, I'm like, and do you have a captive audience or do you have an audience that's scrolling? And that's the piece. And you go back mm -hmm. to the book, A Million Followers or Hook Point, Brendan Kane. And he's like, you have three seconds to capture someone's attention. And I'm like, oh, that's just so dumb. And I'm talking about how dumb it is as I'm sitting here scrolling Instagram. <laughs> and on me every time i'm scrolling i hit the scroll my finger goes up i'm basically saying whatever's on my screen sucks <laughs> this doesn't capture my attention scroll okay that's boring scroll nothing stopped me from scrolling scroll and i'm sitting here complaining about how people do that while i'm engaging in the exact behavior <laughs> that i'm complaining about and so it it illustrated a new part saying okay so there's this concept where i have to quote unquote stop the scroll and everybody talks about it. Even you and I talked about it. We're not qualified to give advice on this, right? Mm -hmm. we're, we're, yeah. we're learning this. We're and I would say we make better videos. Yeah, and we make better videos than most people, but we're still learning. That's the beauty. Yeah. Is yeah. that even when you think you got it, you don't. And you got to keep learning. And yeah. the thing about, I think, that made us survive and thrive during that time is that we learned fast. Yeah. Fast, right? And I'm watching your videos. You went from videos that didn't have a hook that were really well produced and super creative and quirky and funny to now you're getting the hook right away and the hook is written and it's awesome and now i'm thinking man ryan is gonna be deadly when he <laughs> masters this because your editing speed and skill and being able to do that is great but here's the, the piece that I, I had to go through i was copying the strategies of like gary v and and tony robbins and all the people that that sort of in my industry that i wanted to emulate and be like but i wasn't known like they were mm -hmm. yeah, that doesn't mean you didn't have a big know me. yeah this doesn't yeah. mean people don't know me but i'm not worldwide known the way mm -hmm. they are and mm -hmm. they are i'm not a celebrity and so i it's like it's a it's a pill of humility to say okay hold on a second how do i speak to people that don't know me and that's where neil came in and he said grenade he goes you have to speak to them that's where his following shifted because he mm -hmm. started over just over a year ago with zero followers and followed his own strategy now he's at over 110,000 followers but not only that, 
that following has gained him to be, a, you know, a desired speaker at all the big events. Yeah. So yeah. it's like he started creating content for people that don't know him, which requires a hook. Now the fr the amplify formula frame message tie down doesn't translate directly to social because you get people starting with a frame. I remember the first time I went and people were like, scroll, scroll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, that doesn't work. But that doesn't mean you throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. What it does mean is you have to add the hook, which is another form of a tie down. Yeah. Instead of tie down last, you tie down first in a way that captures attention to somebody of what their interest is. Usually mm -hmm. it's about making or saving money, uh, some sort of life hack. And it's also about an extreme. How I went from uh, broke, poor, or bankrupt to owning, uh, you know, 200 properties. Well, what, mm. what was that? How was that? And then all <laughs> yeah, of a sudden, yeah. you move into it. And those extremes are found at the extremes of the hero's journey. When you fall, there's a bottom extreme to the rise to the top. And if you can just touch on each one of those extremes, that captures attention. Now, the ethical side of it is where I've had a problem. Here's the number one thing you can do to grow your business. Well, really, my colleagues and the people I work with would be like, Renee, really? Number one? That the, <laughs> the number one? Like, you did your research? Show me the paper that shows me that's number one. That, those are the kind of jerks that I'm around. And I say jerks funny because, or facetiously because I love people like that. So I had to be on this journey to say, is there a way for me to do this mm. ethically? And so I remember asking Neil, I go, can I say one of the best ways? And he's like, yeah, it works. I'm like, okay. Now I'm finding my style. Yeah. And that's what I think you and I talk about is how do we take the science of what's going on, what's working in the marketplace, but yet innovate on top of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so totally. Talk, you talk, you, so you started doing these videos. What's going through your mind as you're innovating here? Yeah, well, Neil Holm, that page, we literally went and scrolled through a bunch of his stuff. And I've, obviously he was at AmpCon, I heard him speak, and I think I, he was, when I was building your studio, you and him had a chat, and so I got to chat with him a little bit too, which was great. And it was, yeah, he was just such a perfect example of somebody, like you said, who's gone from nothing to a whole bunch of followers. And we tried to break down, okay, well, technically speaking, what are the, some, some of the things he's doing? Yes, the hook, that that is the most fundamental piece of what we're doing. The other thing is the editing style. You know, it's, you, it's not to say you can't just pull your phone and create content and, and post it. Yes, you got to start somewhere, but then you have to be able to start, okay, what can we do? And the simplest thing, the first thing we started doing was tightening up the edit. And I'm a very excitable guy. I'm very, ah, you know, I've got a big personality, but even that we're cutting out all the breaths we're, and still keeping it stylistically. It doesn't feel super awkward and you don't really notice it. It's so weird. When I watch the finished edited piece and then go watch, uh, sometimes I'll go and look at the original clip. It's like, man, I'm, I'm talking so slow. It's no, I'm just breathing. <laughs> but like right. this platform, it needs to just be bam, 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 bam. You just got to put it out. And so we're cutting out all the kind of little in-between breaths and whatnot and keeping the energy up and keeping it moving. Uh, it, so the hook and then the editing style and then the captions. Man, it's been so weird and cool to see what has happened in my world in video production with the ability to add the words on the screen, it used to be just a huge pain in the butt. I remember you told me about some platform you were using. There's all these weird little tools yeah. that were cropping up. And finally, in the in my world, Adobe Premiere is what we use for editing here at up top. They've added caption support where you can generate AI-based captions and then edit them very, very easily, add some style. And so we basically 
came up with our style, what we wanted to have. So we open with a white background with a text that's a title that's similar to what I'm saying. And then it goes into word for word for what we're doing. So we have like the hook of eh, whatever, you know, uh, uh, say no to nostrils is the one that we just did. And I'm like, you know, and, and then the caption just says no to nostrils for that. And that's the title of the thing. So we're establishing a graphic title, the hook, the editing style, and then we have the captions throughout. And then we try to have some fun. And Neil does a great job of this too, with different graphics or different sound effects, whatever, little things that you can add. And again, that's something to aspire toward, but it does require an editor of sorts. Even I, I don't even edit those anymore. I don't know if you know that, Renee. I've got uh, Max is, is I did right. the first one or two and then kind of train my guy in. And now he's doing them all, which is great. And so we'll batch them out. I'll sit down. I'll write like six of them, six or seven of them. And then we'll sit down for a couple hours. Uh, my uh, social media gal, Lissa, will sit down here together and we'll just bang through them over like three hours. That's, and that, I feel like it takes me forever to do that. I want to get right. faster at that. Every time I do it, I get faster. But it still, for me, is like a chore. I'm not used to that. It's <laughs> So I'm just trying to get better at it and doing it and doing it and doing it. Every I've noticed every time we did it, the first time I did it, the first video we did, it took that whole three hours to do one. <laughs> you right. know, it was like, oh yep. my God, this is painful. Is this what I got to do every week? And so no, now what we're doing is trying to build up a library and then as well be flexible if something is timely. Okay, let's schedule, you know, we have our schedule, but let's shift things around so we can get this thing that is really important to have right now. You know, so it's all those things. It's the the hook, the writing, and I'm still trying to figure that out. And then it's the editing and then the scheduling and, and trying to batch it out and get better at it and, and do more at once, you know. And this is why it's an overwhelming change, right? Yeah. These are all new behaviors, new business focuses. These are requiring, you know, to work with editors, to work with people. But it is, if this is the way you want to go, this is what you have to be doing. And, and I, I, my suggestion to people, again, this is, this is something I'm in the journey of learning. And when you can understand your brand and when we go through mm -hmm. the amplified process of asking yourself what makes you unique and, you know, you've, you've listened to those podcasts. I hope you have, if not go back. You can use those as content sources to be able to build the hook. And I'm gonna I'm gonna have Neil actually probably on our, one of our next podcasts here because yes. we've, we've got an event that that's coming up. His event, excuse me, it's called Forward, and it's gonna be uh, myself. It's gonna be uh, Gary V. We're gonna have uh, Ed wow, Milet, cool. uh, Bradley. Sweet, I love Ed. Oh man, yeah, yeah everybody, all the rock stars. This is great. Yeah, I mean, this is this is. I mean, Neil is not messing around here. He's he's got this whole thing together, plus a bunch of other really great content folks that are there, but all people that understand this world. So I'll, I'll give you this, this piece as you're listening to this too, that within this world, it is overwhelming. And part of why Ryan and I got on here was to really talk about and be vulnerable to the fact that we have to relearn too. And mm -hmm. as good as the videos were, I remember I did one video holding my phone up with crappy audio, but, but the hook was right. And it gets more views than some of the other ones with, with not, it's the third best video I've got. And I'm <laughs> listening to it. I can't even hear it. And yet it's because the hook and the captions were there yeah. and that yeah. blew my mind. Talk about another shift in what's happening. And so get started, but you've got to get in the game and understand that it's, it is shifting. And that is great advice for anything that you're facing. Cause guess what? Once we figure sure. this out, there's going to be something else. We're probably gonna have to figure out 3d holograms. We're probably gonna have to <laughs> get, you know, a bit more into virtual reality. You know, we were doing, uh, at, at Amcon, we did augmented reality which was really cool, but you know, few people adopted it and watched it, you know, so it's, but that's part of the price of figuring yeah, it out. And yeah. guess what? I'll do it again next year. I'll do it again. 
and I'll do it the following year. <laughs> and and some someday people it'll be just normal. It'll be normal. Yeah. Yeah. Or there'll be something different. And guess what? I'll adapt then too. Exactly. Exactly. That's the game. And so, Ryan, as we close out here, yeah. What can you tell if I'm listening to this and I want to get better? Let's let's talk about we talked about Zoom. But if I want to make it really easy to capture videos with my phone, you gave me what I thought was the coolest solution, a little white cord, a little white plug adapter that plugs into the wireless thing that I've got right here, the, the Holy Land or which one, whatever this one is right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy Land and or Rode or whatever that plugs into my phone. And now I have a lav, lavalier. Now all of a sudden I've got great video from an iPhone or whatever you use, iPhone's better, but whatever <laughs> phone you use and I've got great audio what can you tell people on how best to maximize the equipment they have? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think it's a couple things, and we touched on these earlier, right? You got to be thinking about, like I said, your audio, making sure you have a good mic. The other thing is the lighting. The simplest thing you can do is stand with a window in front of you, right? And hopefully not direct sunlight, because direct sunlight is really, really hot, first of all, and sharp, and doesn't look great. But if you've got um, ambient light coming through, a window that's the easiest thing that you can okay let's just start rolling we've got good ambient light good soft light coming through you've got your good audio you've got a good camera and the other thing is we talked about right the the position of the camera i would say go on amazon spend 20 bucks get some sort of stand for your phone something that you can stick it in and just set it there right because you you know you don't want to be doing that especially if you if you want to get better at this and that that's going to mean doing multiple takes i typically do about 10 takes for my reels right now. I want to get that down to like one or two. Like I'd love if I could just bang, 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 but I'm not there yet. And so I have a stand, I have a dedicated camera right here where I do my reels and it's a sideways camera. So I'm not just using my phone, but even if it was just my phone, I would still put it on a stand so that I can just hit record <laughs> and do my takes. And uh, yeah, I, I, a stand, a light, you know, good we'll audio. Put a, we'll put a link in the show notes on on whatever stand you recommend. Sure, too, yeah, yeah, I can give you a link for sure. And and I, and then I think it's just getting your reps in. You know, when when I left the last AmCon, you know, I was there helping you shoot it and get some cool coverage of of the event, and of course, just soaking in all the good stuff. And there were like three or four people that at some point said, "Yeah, man, you just got to get your reps in." And that was for whatever reason the big thing that stuck out to me. And that's what I'm trying to do is just do it just force myself to do this and do it over and get better at it and try to learn these things and get my reps in yeah i, I think that's that'd be my encouragement get your reps in absolutely dude i couldn't agree more well ryan it's a pleasure and thank you so much for coming on actually oh, man, this is great ton of fun interview like this on the on the podcast and as always brother you're innovating you're pushing and we're going to continue pushing through this and i appreciate you sharing all your skills for those that are interested in, in connecting with Ryan, go to give us real quick your intro. Yeah, we'll absolutely. Also yeah. Uh, but honestly, the best quality content that we have right now is all on Instagram. So at call upgrade, C-A-L-L upgrade. That's uh, the brand for for all this stuff that we've been talking about. Ryan Grams is is my personal Instagram. And then RyanGrams.com. You can see uh, my work as a cinematographer. But uh, I don't know that, uh, you know, I'm not looking to get hired too much as a shooter these days. But uh, yeah, callupgrade.com as well. We have some of our kit and, and whatnot there. And you can see uh, yeah, see some of the cool solutions that we've been coming up with. And for those that are serious, you're building out studios now. So I think yeah. we'll put, we'll put uh, the short little video of the one you did for me here. I know you've done yeah. it with a lot of my clients, a lot of people we work with. That's been a um, ton of fun. We just did one for the Mall of America. Yeah, they have this studio that's on a cart that they can wheel around to different rooms. There's all kinds of 
different crazy solutions we've been doing too. It's a lot of fun. And that's what I love is that you'll you'll look at where people are at and yeah. do it from there. And so I think that's really good. So again, this isn't about aesthetics, folks. This is not about how uh, making you look better. This is about making you build trust faster in this hybrid world. And a lot of these things apply into creating social content. So with all that being said, make sure you go out and get the book, Amplify My Life, Amplify uh, Your Influence. And you want to learn more about the Amplify course, go to Amplify My Life or go to meetrene.com. If you like this, subscribe, comment, do all that sort of stuff and make sure you follow Ryan and we will see you next time. Thanks again. Sounds great. Thanks, Renee. Thank you. Thank you for sharing this time with us. If the experience resonated with you, follow us on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or AmplifyMyLife.com. Share it with anyone else who's ready to amplify their lives. And remember to let our hearts speak in sequence. For more from Renee Rodriguez, visit MeetRenee.com.